Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Gas and Go podcast in 2021. Feels good to say those numbers. The boys have been off for two weeks. Time to knock the rust off and get back in the swing of things because we're hitting the ground running this year. Uh, Boys, you know, 2021 really has the potential to be like the best year of all time, simply by not being 2020. So a lot to look forward to. Good times are on the horizon. Of course, the greatest, the other greatest years of all time for those wondering were 1980, 1986, 1987, 1990, 1991, 1993, and 1994. All seven years, Dale Earnhardt won the cup championship. So 2021 can never have that, but we'll see what else happens this year. As I said, we're hitting the ground running. We've got the Racing Warehouse back on board with Gas and & Go, and this episode is brought to you by them. Check them out, as always, for great racing merch you can't find anywhere else. And we've got an incredible lineup of guests coming your way. We're starting that this week with Corey LaJoy. I'll tell you what, I've always liked Corey, but after spending some time with him, he he's like one of my favorites in NASCAR now. I'm definitely a fan We'll be pulling for that number seven car. I think you'll like what's coming up in stage one. But before we get there, we've got to bring in the greatest pit crew in NASCAR podcast. And as always, we start off with our gas man, the reigning gas and go MVP, Papa Bear Dave. Dave, happy new year. Did you make it to 12 o'clock on New Year's Eve? I am as surprised as you are, Garrett, to hear and to say that I did make it past midnight regretted it the next day but i saw the ball drop baby wow was there a like a pre-nap before midnight to get to, to midnight <laughs> of course there was like 10 <laughs> to eleven fifty-eight. <laughs> nice all right well, let's keep it going here next up we got our analytics guru the brains behind a lot of what we do ryan aka rhino rhino how many side projects do you have planned for 2021 uh, currently I have five, I'm working on another five, but there's at least 10 to 15 that I would expect to see on our YouTube channel come out soon. All right. Ryan is branching out. You follow him G N G Rhino on Twitter for all of his side projects. A uh, lot of great content there. Maybe. I wouldn't call it great, but I would say more, or <laughs> but it's there for people. I was trying to throw you a bone there, but yeah, I- we appreciate it at the YouTube channel, but it's all right. All right. Well, let's bring in the five greatest Jackman of all time. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Dill, what's the best Christmas present you got this year? Or I guess last year now that we're in 2021. Yeah. Uh, best Christmas present. I got a few good ones. Um, you know, one particular one that if you follow me at, at Gas and Go Dill, you would have seen it on Christmas Eve or on Christmas night. But you know, Garrett, you as the chief got me the Cole Custer Kentucky wind shirt that I so dearly loved as uh, my first official NASCAR prediction win. A great, great race there, but got a couple, you know, pots and pans that are always nice and then a few things to touch up around the house. So great Christmas. All right. The practical gifts and the beloved gifts. Yeah, okay. Good mix there. And finally, our eyes in the sky, Spotter Connor. Cons, what's the one thing you're most looking forward to in 2021? 
Ooh, good question. A lot to look forward in 2021. We have a lot of um, quality episodes that we're planning. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that. Hopefully one in Daytona, maybe a little trip around February, uh, the beginning of February. Maybe not. We'll see. But, uh, you know, just getting back to normal life, I think, is is my ultimate uh, thing I'm looking forward to in 2021. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, all right, Dave, what you got for me? Well, this fits right in the New Year's theme and actually is one you haven't asked yet. So I'm a deep dive you here. I want you to think hard. Thinking New Year's resolutions, not for the crew chief, but for NASCAR. If you could make a New Year's resolution for NASCAR, what would it be? If I could make a New Year's resolution for NASCAR, it would be more races in Virginia so we can go to more races. So I don't know if that's a resolution or just a wish or whatever, but (laughs) there we go. I don't really know what the difference is. Uh, all right, well, boys, let's get into stage one and DW, get us going. Buggity, buggity, buggity. Let's go racing, boys. All right, folks, we've got a great interview with Corey LaJoy here in stage one. Corey, as most of you know, is going into his first year as driver of the number seven Spire Motorsports Chevrolet Camaro and was previously the driver of the number 32 go fast racing car among other rides, you know, throughout his career. Uh, so sit back, enjoy this conversation. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. Will they never take this boy alive? Cause don't you know the legends Gas and Go Nation, it's exciting to kick off a new year with a man who has a new team, someone we all love to root for. We're proud to welcome in Corey LaJoy to the show. Corey, I mean, how's it going, man? You get any sleep between the new baby and the work with the new team? Yeah, man, little man, uh, well, he's 10 months now, so he's actually sleeping good. He's uh, about six months was kind of the, the turn of when it stops sucking uh, <laughs> to be quite honest. I mean, I don't know if, if you guys have any kids, but the first six months you're a zombie with no sleep and trading off, just trying to keep that sucker alive. So yeah, we've kind of, we've kind of, we've kind of, uh, I guess progressed beyond that. He's sleeping, I don't know, 11 hours or so every night. So it's been, been good. And now I'm ready to get down and down to Daytona, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad it's going well with that. Um, so I do want to get into news about Spire, but I always like to start with a few personal questions. So let's start here. First one I've got was, who's your favorite driver growing up who does not have the last name LaJoy? Um, man, I had a, I had a lot. Um, and I've grown to appreciate more of the older guys as I get older and, and, and I watch back old races and just uh, and, and even get to know some of the guys, you know, one of them, I pointed out your hat before we started rolling Ernie Irvin, Ernie's a, a good friend of the families, but nice, nice. Uh, I also helped Jared Irvin on his late model and his Canon car a couple of oh. times. So have a lot of respect for, for Ernie and, and that family. And what, uh, I don't think he got the credit he deserved behind the wheel because Ernie was a, a badass. Yeah. And guys like Ernie, uh, Ricky Rudd, I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to get to know on a personal level. I, I usually, uh, see him out riding mountain bikes or something. That guy's one probably the most 
competitive guys I've ever met. So when you look back and, uh, you know, he was one of the young guns to break into the sport back in the late eighties. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, um, obviously Kannapolis, North Carolina, I was a big Dale Earnhardt fan, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, I, I know a lot of them and, and they're all just normal guys, you know, and you, you grow to appreciate what those guys did behind the wheel. Uh, some of the things they overcome to, to build a cool career, you know, obviously, um, my dad didn't really race a whole lot on Sundays. So, uh, my favorite cup driver, um, overall certainly wouldn't be a little joy, uh, but, um, there's just been, man, so many, so many cool guys that have great stories to rally around. And I like, I like enjoying all of them. Yeah. We've heard Ricky Rudd come up a lot, actually, when I asked this question. So I was a big Earnhardt fan. So I sort of, I don't know, maybe I, I thought there was a rivalry there. I mean, there sort of was, but uh yeah so he he wasn't my favorite driver but i'm go, i'm growing to learn to respect him as more more people say his name so appreciate that one uh but you mentioned being from Kannapolis. so was racing always what you were going to do was there ever another option plan b yeah i mean there's always a plan b whether you like it or not sometimes <laughs> it's worth to do it and you better have an idea what it's going to look like but you know growing up i played all sports baseball everything but football my old man will let me play football even though i I wish I could. Um, I'm sure you, somebody's going to bring up the, the Michigan football throwing experience, but that that really comes from uh, from baseball because I used to be a pitcher, left-handed, play okay. center field and, and pitcher. I could throw really hard. I didn't necessarily knew where know where I was going, uh, but it was go it was getting there in a hurry. And I played that through high school. Um, the, the actually the uh, I played right down the street, in Northwest Cabarrus. Same time that uh, this year, 2020's World Series MVP, Kyle, uh, just, uh, I'm sorry, there's three brothers, Corey Seager. Yeah. Was, he was a freshman when I was a, a junior, and I realized real quick that that guy had something I did not. Uh, so that was kind of when I realized that I probably should stick with racing because I had a, a, a lot more passion for that than I did baseball. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a decent enough talent to probably, you know, maybe not go pro because that funnel's really tight. But um, Certainly some, some weekends uh, wonder if I made the right decision or not, but I've, I've made it a heck of a lot farther in race than I expected it to. And, you know, I just, I love it. I love everything about it. I love the people in it. love the community. And that's, uh, you know, I, I had lots of plan B's and just because some, some of them were plan A's at the time and, and racing was a plan B just because there was a time in my life where I was flying out to Bakersfield, California for a year to crew chief a Canon West car for David Mayhew just to pay bills. Right. That was, the 13, maybe 14. Uh, I think it was 14. Wow. So, you know, just to, it's fun. My, my trajectory in, in this racing deal isn't, isn't similar to some of the other guys that, you know, have a, have a pretty much a golden brick paved path to ultimately get into the cup series. Mine's been a lot of ups and downs and, and ins and outs and trying to figure out how to stay in the game. So learned a lot. Yeah. Well, you are in the major leagues of, of NASCAR. So congrats there. Uh, you mentioned your dad not letting you play football. So I got to ask, how's, how's your dad doing? What's he up to? Yeah. So, um, he's good. I'm sitting here in his office now, as you can yeah. tell with all yeah. the Randy LaJoy memorabilia behind me and all the helmets and whatnot. Um, I did media zoom, uh, NASCAR media zoom for, you know, everybody was on there a couple days ago and, um, there, there is, if you have noticed, there's a Floby box behind me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The actual Floby, 
I have never, nor will I ever let a Floby touch this beautiful head of hair. But Randy DeJoy has used the Floby often. I th- and then he sent me the, uh, I don't know if there's an entertainment. There was some article that George Clooney uses the Floby. Oh, man. Which I think that's fake news, but he sent it to me like, this is why I use it. George Clooney can use it. Anybody can use it. Now, I'll, I'll let Randy LaJoy stick with the Floby, but yeah, he's good, man. Just trying to, this is our busy time for the seat company. Um, there's probably 60, 70 seats on order this time of year, guys, trying to get geared up for 21. Cool. So uh, that's, you know, that's what he likes doing, keeping guys, keeping short track guys safe, educating them on how to mount belts, how to uh, just, you know, there, there's no reason with the technology available anymore to, uh, to get hurt driving a race car without a, you know, a, a freak accident. So my old man is trying to take that by the reins and he, he uh, he's pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're looking for sponsors for the show. So we might have to reach out to Floby there and uh, with that little plug. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, maybe, I mean, Hey, if Floby wanted to be on my race car, I will, I will fire up that Floby every morning. Exactly. <laughs> this exactly. Thing be, this uh, thing act up, but you know, whatever it takes. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into some present day topics here. Obviously the big news this off season was the announcement that you're joining Spire Motorsports to drive the number seven car full time. We're extremely excited for you. Uh, but, but tell me what makes you confident Spire has what it takes to take what I think most people would say is going to be a, a leap to start competing consistently for those top 20, top 15 finishes. Um, just the people, um, you know, you can get caught up in the weeds of, Oh, you know, do we have this alliance or do we have this car? Or do we have this engine package? When both of the meetings that we had prior to our, you know, handshake deal that we were going to start working towards something, we never talked about equipment one time because I know just from being around the sport for as long as I have, everything that TJ Pusher uh, has been a part of as well as Jeff Dickerson have been successes. Um, and, you know, whether that was Braun Racing, um, with, or turn motorsports or anything that Jeff's had his hand on it on the Hendrick side or, or moving Kyle from Hendrick to, to Gibbs, you know, those guys know what it takes to, to build a, what it takes to win cup races or be competitive in the cup series. So when, when those guys said they were serious about going to, to build something for the future, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Um, you know, and, and luckily, um, not luckily, just, through the plan, through hiring the right people, they have put together what's going to be uh, a really solid race team for next for this 21 season, as well as for the next five years. Um, and it's cool to be one of the first employees they hired on the motorsports side. They've been a marketing and agency side and an agency company for their their entirety until they they bought that 78 charter. Mm-hmm. So for to be pretty much Spire Motorsports employee 001 is, is an honor, but it's also a responsibility uh, to, uh, you know, to get busy and get to work and, and do the job that, uh, you know, I know how to do. And are you ready to start competing for a playoff spot next year? Or is this a long-term decision with, you know, the next gen car on the horizon? Well, I'm always ready to compete no matter what. I, I mean, <laughs> I gotta, take, I gotta take what it gives me. That's you a good know, answer. That's when, that's when, you can, if you get, you know, for a, a 20th place car and, and you try to make it a 16th place car, you can't do that in the cup series. You got to take a 20th place car and figure out how to, uh, you know, take advantage of the guys that put themselves in bad spots 
and take those one or two gimmies yeah. and not be a gimme yourself. And, you know, because everybody in the cup series knows, you know, at least the top 32, 33 guys know how to get the maximum capability out of their, out of their car. So it's tough to get, it's tough to take and get any spots uh, more than what your car is capable of doing. But, you know, I do think that with Ryan Sparks calling the shots and, and building the setups for, for our cars and having a good engine program through Hendrick and, and getting some cars. I was over at Ganassi fitting a seat up in the 500 car yesterday. Cool. And, uh, and it's by far the nicest car that I've ever sat in, in my life. So, um, I'm super excited to get behind the wheel of those things. Um, you know, we're going to be getting our cars from Ganassi built somewhat similar, maybe the exact same as what the 42 and the one are. Uh, but we're going to have them obviously at our, at our shop working on them and trying to make them even better. Part of the, the LFR, uh, purchase a Hawkeye was included, which, Oh. the optical laser scanner. So that's certainly a tool that we can utilize to build some speeding into our, our Camaros for this year. And, you know, all the pieces are there and it's just a matter about putting the work in and, and me going out and trying to find the right partners to fit with the programs and build it for the future. So, you know, excited is such an over an overplayed word, but you know, it just, for, I guess where I'm at right now, just kind of, it kind of feels right. It's a right, leadership group it's the right teammates around me you know ryan sparks is calling my shots but kevin bellacourt who'll be crew chief on the 77 he's been a friend of mine for years um you know so everybody's kind of cut out of the same cloth in this deal and we're trying to build that culture of you know a little bit of chip on the shoulder a little bit of trying to over overachieve of what we've got you know i think that everybody is on board with that mission and um, you know, we we haven't even started yet and everybody's chomping the bit to get the Daytona. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, exciting being an overplay word, but I mean, you should be excited because it is exciting. And you also mentioned there, uh, about bringing partners on board. Uh, I think I've read, you've got big bar driving Schluter. Is it my saying Schluter, right? <laughs> you're, you're enunciating that you a little, a little bit more than it could be. It's just, it's Schluter, man. Don't try to church it up a little bit more than it should be, but yeah, I've been practicing my German all week for this. All right. Well, Schluter <laughs> systems coming over. Um, are they going to be able to provide all the funding you need for 2021? Or are you looking for other partners? Well, you, you always could use more, right? But, um, you know, I think that I, I was looking at the, sk- the spreadsheet for open races uh, a couple days ago. And I think we have, nine or 10 open. So, um, you know, we're working hard to try to sell those, uh, Schluter is going to be on for seven. Bill Barr is going to be back in the fold for three. Um, you know, so we have several good partners. Um, uh, uh, we've got a couple contracts out when you get signed to get back for the 500 and some others. So, um, yeah, we're always looking for more certainly, you know, when you, when you look at a team like 2311 with Bubba with, you know, he's got some big dogs on board that are, that are spending a, a lot of money. So that's the, those are the teams we're going to try to compete with. And, you know, the, the, the way we can compete with them is, is obviously work hard and execute, but also go out and try to, to find the right partners as well to, uh, to jump on board and, and, and get some more money in the, into the pot to uh, buy some speed. But regardless, I think we're going to have the tools at hand to, uh, to get down and dirty and, and get after it. Do you know who's going to be on the hood for the Daytona 500? Um, yes. Uh, well, the, con- the contract's out waiting to get signed, but the, 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 um, and I don't know if I can probably announce it on, on here. Right. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that the news will be out by the time this podcast drops. So, 
Um, I you as much as I like you, Garrett. I will not. <laughs> give you, I will not give you the five hundred sponsor. Man, um, all right, fine. We'll circle back with you. Yeah, um, I do I'll, gotta, give you, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a hint, though. All right. Yeah, uh, we'll take a nugget. You could take a nugget and uh, elaborate and think on that, and you can spitball that all day till the cows come home. It was the company who pretty much resuscitated my NASCAR career when I was crew chief, and like I mentioned earlier, flying to Bakersfield. I met with this particular company, and they gave me money to get started back in the Xfinity series. So you guys can put the pieces together and figure out what that company is. Uh, so they're going to be back uh, for multiple races, the 500 being one. Um, so it's cool to be representing those guys again. Be on the lookout for paint schemes and announcements soon. But any race fan can probably go back and uh, and figure that out. So Well, we got Ryan and our team who can dig up anything. I think he's already on it. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate that nugget. Yeah. I do got to tell you, you know, Gas and Go was on the deck lid of Joey Gase's car at Martinsville. I'm sure you saw as you were, you know, riding around him. But, uh, you know, our, our partnership capabilities are out there if you're looking. So, <laughs> you want me to send you a proposal? Uh, you know, I think we can we can figure out something to give you some some good return on on viewership. And, you know, I think uh, listens and clicks and subscriptions will be flying off the shelf if you uh, yeah. were on 500. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right. Well, I got I got one uh, more Spire related question here, and this is related to some other news that uh, broke recently. Steve Latart coming on board as a consultant. What what kind of differences does having Steve Latart in the garage make for you guys? Well, he won't necessarily be in the garage uh, at the racetrack. He's more of the kind of behind the scenes guy. Yeah. The, the best way to probably describe his role is he's kind of the conduit between spire motorsports and hendrick for the equipment that the 77 is going to be getting and the engines okay uh, obviously when steve latart walks in there with his coffee cup and starts being bs with all the guys uh he doesn't have to go through the front door ask the secretary when when jeff andrews or chad canals is available he goes parks in his old spot right opens the doors key fob probably still works yeah, right. um, so to have that uh to have that asset and Steve besides just being a great dude. And, and, you know, I don't think that he gets the credit he deserves for knowing as much as he does about the sport. Cause that guy knows ins and outs. And, you know, he, he knows kind of uh, more than what, more than what people probably give him credit for because he just understands racing. He understands the business side of it. He understands what drivers are thinking in particular scenarios. So uh, I've enjoyed getting to know him a little bit more. Um, so yeah, and, and he's working out all the all the Ganassi. So he's kind of in charge of getting Sparks the right pieces from Ganassi, uh, doing uh, the the big heavy lifting in terms of you know ne- negotiating those particular contracts. And same thing on the Hendrick side as well. So Steve's the, the perfect guy for that because he has a relationship with both places. So he definitely you know when when Spire starts releasing the news of you know. Myself, Ryan Sparks, Kevin Bellacourt, and then they, you know, Steve Latart is in the fold. You can obviously tell that they're making a serious push onto making this a, a competitive organization for the future. Yeah, building a building an awesome team for sure. Uh, all right, Corey, let's let's move along a little bit here, but um, I do want to stay a little bit on the serious side. So at this show, we really appreciate underdogs, people willing to put in the hard work. We tell our listeners all the time, keep grinding. We'll do the same. Do you see that as a big reason why you've been able to develop just a solid, loyal fan base during your career? Is that, you know, that sort of grit and that determination that you always show out there? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like that comes across on the racetrack a little bit, but I think that just be like doing stuff like this and, you know, people listen to the podcast Sunday money that we were doing there for a couple of years and they just got me, you know, I'm not really, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not trying to be a, a, a PR you know, polished vanilla guy. Like I'm just right. a normal, normal guy. And I think people can associate with that, um, you know, and, and associate with just the, the journey I've been on from the bottom literally. And it's, you know, my learning experiences have been on live television for everybody to watch. <laughs> so if, if people aren't critical, they can almost, you know, when you make certain mistakes in your life, they can look at my, Oh yeah. Like you used to wreck all the time. <laughs> and you know, and oh, now he's running in the top ten of speedways. He's in contention. We crossed cross the the white flag of the Daytona 500 third last year until Ryan Newman got in my way, and I tried moving him out of the way. So, like, my career is progressing, and I think people can just, you know, I, I have enough media stuff out there with the podcast and stuff like this that they know kind of what kind of person I am. I'm just like a normal dude, right? So I, people can, you know, I don't have the the planes, trains, and automobiles and motorhomes and a lot of the other guys that, that kind of remove themselves from the, the blue collar fan that the sport thrives on, you know, I'm, I'm a welder, I'm a fabricator. I got, you know, and I just happen to have a really cool job that's on live TV every week. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And, you know, I try not to take that for granted for, you know, when people buy t-shirts and hats, like I literally see all that when it clicks on my PayPal. Right. And uh, like, I'm, I used to ship it out, but it got a little bit too much for me and I'm not organized. And so there's a good chance that you either got, you ordered one t-shirt and got four or you got, (laughs) so I had to pawn that off on, on Leanne. So, you know, just things like that. I try to keep myself not, not so much separated from the fan base because you got to be in touch with what those people want to see and hear. And, uh, you know, they want, they want to be connected to their favorite driver. And I try to do that. Well, as normal, Fellow normal guys, we we appreciate that, and I think you know we're certainly fans of yours. But is it frustrating to watch other guys who maybe haven't put in as much sweat have more success or more of those sort of upper echelon opportunities? Um, maybe used to be, you know, when you when you're when you're younger and a little bit immature, right? You, like, why'd that guy get that and I didn't, or, or this and that? You can say what ifs until till the cows come home, but you know, I, it, it's easy to also lose perspective on, on the things I do have, right? If you're looking at what everybody else has and you're not worried about what tools you have to work with and how to progress and, and make yourself better. So, um, you know, every, every thing that I've done in my life and my career and every place I've worked, I've learned something to help me for the next situation. Some things I, some things were, um, you know, uh, I brought, I brought onto myself. If, if I set, stuck my foot in my mouth and said something I probably shouldn't have, like they've all been a learning experience on and off the track to get me to where I'm at now, which I think that, you know, this is the, the best point in, in my career in terms of competition, but also, you know, job security and working with a group that values what I can bring to, to the table. Um, you know, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the person I am or the race car driver I am if I didn't have those learning opportunities. So, you know, you can, I can look at, you know, well, why did this guy get that? Or why did that guy get this? But in, in the end, it, it that doesn't matter. Comparisons, 
comparing yourself to somebody else's journey doesn't do anything good. It only, it only makes you jealous and, and it almost inhibits your forward progress. So um, once I got over that little phase of my life of, you know, why not me? Um, that's when actually stuff started, started being, started being uh, productive, if you will. And, you know, that was, uh, you know, probably six, eight years ago when I just had to put my head down and work and figure out how, how can I play the cards that I'm dealt? Cause I'm not dealt to those other hands of cards. Other guys are, I, I'm dealt a particular hand of cards that is more than a lot of other people get dealt. Right. So sure. I, I don't want to take those for granted. I, my, my dad's got a lot of connections that I was able to pull from and leverage and um, you know, and, and put my, put my nose to the grindstone and find some sponsorship to get me back in the fold. And that's what I did. And, it's paid off. Yeah. I mean, all that grinding has got you into this great opportunity. Uh, all right. Well, I don't, I don't want to compare you to this person, but I do want to get your thoughts on this, mo- another move that happened this year. And that was John Hunter Nemechek leaving cup to go back to truck. Were you surprised when you heard this news? I think I've heard you say in the past, you would never pass up a cup ride because you don't know when you can get it back. I mean, what do you yeah. think of that? Well, uh, the last Sunday money episode, we, Dickerson, who was part owner of Spire, he was on, and and we kind of we we transitioned from talking about what our deal was to that because that's always been my my decision is always do I take the sponsorship money that I had or gained throughout the course of my career, which you know isn't enough for a full time competitive Xfinity deal, which would be part time, or do I continue to go to a lower tier Cup deal? And I've been close to pulling the trigger on a couple of deals, but none, none of them have quite felt right. Just because to what you brought up, it's like I've worked my whole life essentially to get to be in the majors, in yeah. the major leagues. And just because, and I'll use kind of, I'll stretch an analogy a little bit, just because I've been batting with a broomstick in the majors, striking out and not showing great numbers because, you know, I'm sitting here, trying to hit a 90 mile an hour fastball with a chopstick versus where some guys have, you know, are hitting it with a telephone pole. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the objective still the same, but the tools that you have to which to achieve the objectives yeah. vary. I don't want to go down back down to the minors just to prove to everybody else that I can hit a baseball or I can do the, do the objective. I know racing around these guys for the last two and well, three now pretty much part-time year, two or part-time, two or full-time, I know that there's nothing anybody else in a race car can do. That, you know, there, there's the anomalies of, you know, I put a guy like Kyle Larson and Jimmy Johnson and and Kevin Harvick, you know, you, those – Kyle Busch, the, the elite guys are elite. They're elite with their work ethic. They're elite with their talent. But those those A-level guys that are competing for wins in, in those good cars, you know, I can do that job. And I'm confident of that. And people who look at the analytics can also tell that I can do that job. You look at a guy like, I don't know if you're an F1 fan, but you look at a guy like George Russell, literally qualifies 18th, 19th, second to last on the grid every week. Uh, and he gets in that he gets in that Mercedes car and wins both practices, qualifies outside pole and should have won the race. George Russell didn't learn how to drive over the course of the week. No, it's just a, a faster horse you're sitting on. Yeah. But that's also – flip the coin on the other side, there's probably only four or five guys in that grid that could do that. You know, statistically, 
George is a, is a top tier guy, just not sitting in the right horse. So it's hard to differentiate guys that might be an average talent in a bad car versus a, a, a above average talent in a, in a car. So that's where really the analytics and stuff like that comes in, but really and truly just kind of try to do the best job I can where I'm at and let it all, let it all sort itself out. But uh, you know, worrying about, worrying about outside opinions for people who don't really stick their, stick their, you know, eyeballs into stuff to, to educate themselves and just, they want to make jabs on, on, on actually on social media. You can, you can, I, I, I stay away from those, uh, those keyboard <laughs> race and uh, race engineers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you there. Uh, all right. Well, that, I think that was way too many serious questions for, for one podcast. So let's get into some fun stuff. One of the things we love to talk about on our show uh, are paint schemes. Uh, and so we, every week we give out uh, what we call bumper sticker awards. So our favorite paint schemes from that week's race. Um, obviously we don't have a race right now, but give me a, a, one of your favorite paint schemes that you ran in 2020. Um, no, I think that the face car making it come back with a mask on it was kind of funny. That was, was good. That was good. Uh, you know, Keen parts and those guys were a lot of fun to work with. They did a lot of cool creative things with their paint schemes with the Scooby-Doo car in 2019. They got a lot of attention. Uh, the face car coming back, even though I wanted it to die a, a, a very quick death from the 500 with Old Spice, I kind of mentioned offhanded in, on a call what we were going to do for a paint scheme that. I was like, hey, it'd be funny uh, if the face car came back with a, with a mask. And sure enough, I came to the shop and there it is. I'm like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> So that one was, I mean, honestly, that feels like five years ago. Yeah, it does. It does. That one was, that one was pretty cool. Um, you know, the, the Schluter fire, the Schluter's flame paint scheme was one of my favorites. It didn't get a lot of, didn't get a lot of attention, but it was just a cool looking, it looked racy. Yeah. Um, and our, and I, I, by the time this podcast is dropped, we'd, we'd, I'm not sure we're announcing the. Nope, the Schluter paint scheme is not going to be announced by the time this podcast drops. So um, be on the lookout for that here in the next week or two. That one looks really good, too. Um, it might even look better than last year's. Uh, oh. So trying to think of another one that was cool. Um, I'll give you one. I gave, I gave a bumper sticker award to the bronze, like copper Paula Casino and resort car. I just thought the color on that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like representing Paul Casino, but that car was ugly. <laughs> the rendering of it, the rendering of it was cool, but in, in you know how like you know like those memes that like what you think you look like, yeah. you actually look like that's that's what that car turned out to be. It, it was kind of like a brown orange. It just well, you know sometimes yeah. what looks like when you can change the contrast on your computer screen. And it goes into the vinyl printer, and that's what pops out. It was it, I was not a not a particular fan of that scheme, but well, the JC hey, picture of it, you like, man, that's what you like. Now I, I thought another cool one, another cool one was Motor Trend. Those guys are were a lot of fun to work with with that all in show leading up to Daytona, um, and then we we were running that paint scheme at, at Phoenix, so um, that was a really good looking scheme too. So we we had a lot of cool schemes over at the thirty two car. Yeah. You did. You did. We're looking forward to the seven car paint schemes. Speaking of the seven car, you ran both single and double digits in your career. You've ran both or you're, you're going to run the seven. What's your preference, single or double? Seven's my favorite number. It really is. I'm not just saying that because I'm driving this year. Like it was, it, it's been my favorite number. You see like if you 
could see dad's office here. You can literally count. I mean, every car in here, that's his Bush North car back in the day. Oh, yep. seven was my Canon number and Arca series number. Yep. Obviously 74 was what he had his uh, success in the Bush series. My grandfather, Don LaJoy, he was seven eleven. Um, dad's been 71. My first go-kart number was seven. Um, so like seven is like in the LaJoy family. And, yeah. Uh, so when, when seven became available, um, you know, Tommy wasn't going to run it full time, TJ and him worked a deal out to, to get it and single digits are cool. Just cause I think there's some cool brand you can do. Um, so seven was, uh, was, is, is it for me? I mean, regardless yeah. if I was racing or not, seven is my favorite number. Best driver to drive the number seven car in the cup series. Ooh, Kawiki, no doubt. Yeah, it was you pretty know, easy. There's an <laughs> Easter, Easter egg um, because Spire, we're working out of Alan Quickie's shop. Oh, wow. There you go. That's where, that's where LFR was, right? But it was original Alan Quickie racing shop. Uh, so to have a seven car come out of that shop is 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 pretty damn cool. And, uh, you know, I've always idolized Alan Quickie growing up just because he was the he was the original owner driver, but he actually was in there building the bodies and doing all the stuff. So I, I see a lot of similarities uh, to myself and Alan, just because, you know, I've had to know, I've had to know how to work on the cars and build the cars and, uh, and apply it. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool to, uh, we haven't started working on a throwback scheme yet, but I'd imagine it's going to have something to do with Alan Kowicki. You um, took the next question. Seen, I've seen a couple, uh, I've seen a couple renderings, because uh, my dad drove the seven car in Xfinity series. It was maybe Bush back then, but uh, for Nemco, it was Kleenex and Cottonelle. And they've sent me a couple renders of that. I hated that car. That was the ugliest looking race car of all time. So you will not see that scheme uh, ever, ever on my race car. Cause I just like, it was one of those schemes like really like that's the best you can do. That thing's hideous. <laughs> so stop sending me Kleenex number seven throwback ideas. Cause it ain't happening. Well, I mean, the, the Schluter colors kind of throwback scheme with uh, Alan Kowicki could, could work. So you're not, they're not on for Darlington. Uh, uh. <laughs> now, I will say this, and I don't know if it's progressed from our initial talks, but I will give you this because as far as I know, nothing has, has progressed. But this will be something that excites everybody. So um, Jeff Dickerson, obviously, and, and Mr. H are, are – tight they talk about once a week um and that's partly how this deal has kind of started right hey we need some help need some motors need some cars and pulled some favors and this is what we got for 21 uh leading to 22 so i was thinking uh i forgot even how it came up maybe it was, i was looking at the old xerx car xerx the antifreeze is owned by valvoline so Obviously, Mr. H has a pretty good relationship with Valvoline. So I told Jeff, I said, hey, nothing for nothing. Maybe you can ask. Now, I'm sure that you have way more important things to ask Mr. H than who's the contact for Xerox through Valvoline. But it's probably not far-fetched to get Xerox back on the car and actually do a legitimate Xerox number seven for throwback Darlington. Now, like I said, not sure if the conversation's ever even been had, but – it's not far-fetched from reality to try to get Xerox back in the fold for a Darlington race. That would be incredible. I love that. I, I, I love all Valvoline sponsorships, and Xerox obviously had some great one or paint schemes, so that would be awesome. We'll, we'll look out for that one. 
Um, all right. Well, I got some non NASCAR related questions. I, do, I want to do a little bit of rapid fire here with you. Uh, you sort of alluded on this already, but favorite sport to follow outside of NASCAR is probably football. Favorite team? Panthers, man. Hometown guy. Okay. I thought you were going to go with baseball. I've seen you wear the cannonballs hat recently. But... I, so I love the minor league new era hat game more than I like actually baseball. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, low, the, the mascots are freaking awesome, right? You got the Hickory Crawdads. I got a couple of Hickory Crawdads hats. Like every place I go to, like I went to when we were racing in New Hampshire, I went down the street. Uh, to Manchester, I think they're like the River Dogs or something. So, like everywhere I go, I'll get a minor league hat because I just love, I just love it. And you know, you you go to, uh, I don't know, throw throw one out there, um, New Hampshire, right? So I wore I, the next day. I wore that Manchester. I think it's, I think it's River Dog. Um, the hat to the racetrack. And everybody's like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got the hat. Went to the game last night. So, like, it actually, like, gets you some some brownie points with the local crowd when you wear the uh, hometown minor league hat. And I'm a big I'm a big connoisseur of new eras. So, it's it's good it's good for me to, to have a nice collection. My wife doesn't like it because it takes up a whole shelf in our house, but she can get over it. You, I mean, you literally are, like, on the same page with me. I, I love collecting minor league hats. When I go to small towns, I pick them up, and my wife also hates them because I have a huge like, drawer of hats. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, let's see. Your podcast episodes all started, like, the title was The One With. Was that a playoff of Friends? I have no clue. The producer typed them up and put them up there, so I assume it is. I don't know. Like. I just, I kept, I always just wondered, like, why do they, why do they do that? Then actually, I was like, okay, I kind of like that. It's kind of, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. All the Friends episodes were, and this is a little bit embarrassing to admit myself, but they were like the one with and whatever the show was about. So my question was going to be, are you a bigger Friends or Seinfeld fan? Neither. I'm not a big TV guy. Okay. Well, that, that I'll just cross off the next thing on my list, binging anything on TV right now. <laughs> oh, well, you know. It, we're in quarantine, man. It's like, yeah, you're, we're, we're burning up Netflix like it owes us money. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yellowstone was a big uh, one for me. Love it. Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad is probably still my all-time favorite. I did love Yellowstone, but Breaking Bad still up there for me. Um, and then kind of whatever the wife and I want to want to watch. I like watching the war-type stuff, documentary. She does not like that stuff. So we got we got to compromise. Yep. Yeah. I hear you there. Uh, all right. Would you rather spend a day at the beach or the lake? It's kind of the same thing, man. You got to go for a beach or mountains. Those are, those are the two differences. Well, you a, got sand. You, you want sand on your toes or not? No, I'm a, no, <laughs> I don't like, like either. Like the problem, you, you go to the lake, you're like, Oh yeah, we're going on a lake. This we'll get the Yeti pack, got the beers, get on about 10 30. Somebody forgot to bring a sandwich, so now you're eating cheese and all day. You're half drunk because you're about seven white claws in. And then you're just stuck because the guy don't want to get off the lake, right? Well, you know, let's try it over here at my buddy's house. Next thing you know, it's 6 o'clock. You had not eaten anything all day. You're sunburnt. You're pissed off. Like, you got to, you know, I feel like you're kind of stuck on the lake. I like the lake in doses, like three hours, fire the boat up. Then you got to bring it to the dock, load it up, like – these no. are first world problems, Corey. These are first world problems. You asked, man. You asked, <laughs> and everybody can. Everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. But 
Uh, all right, you're a new dad, faster diaper changer, you or your wife? I think me. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, I've made the challenge to figure, I mean, like my wife doesn't realize that it is a race every time, like, see, so you can do it faster, but she doesn't right. know that it's a race. I know it's a race. So um, she yells at me for, you know, like not taking time to like, you know, air it out or put the, no, no, done <laughs> probably down to about a nine second diaper change right now damn that's pretty good now if it's got if it's got number two in it that's an extra that's an extra three wipes so you know then you're looking at 18 20 seconds that's like a two tire versus a four tire stop we yeah well you got to get the gas and go down all right well i don't know how that happens but (laughs) gas and go can be pretty quick now now he's getting a little older he's trying to squirm around a little bit so i almost need something to like Velcro to the table. I can whip that thing up, snap. <laughs> uh, when does Levi get his first ride? Uh, whenever Grandpa wants to buy him a go kart. <laughs> All right. Uh, that Dad's not gonna. Dad's not gonna pull that that can of worms. The top off that can of worms. He, if gotcha. Grandpa wants to do that, he can have at it. Gotcha. All right. Well, Corey, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we're wrapping up here. I got two questions left. Well, the first one's not really a question. It's a finish the sentence. Corey LaJoy gets his first cup win in 20 year. What's the year? 21. Love it. Love it. And final and most important question for us. And we're really good at uh, inviting ourselves to like milestone parties. So can we be invited to the first win party? Bro, (laughs) it's going to be an open invitation for everybody. Where y'all live? Virginia, man. That's a hot, that's a short ride. We can be there in no time. (laughs) All right. So, I'll let you know this. When you when you see that seven car in victory lane, you better load the boys up. Cause if it's out of town, right, you got a couple hours for the flight back. Whenever we land, wherever we land, we are full throttle until we cannot hold the gas down physically anymore. Um probably probably the party would take place. A buddy of mine owns a brewery called 26 Acres in Concord. I would fire him a text. And the beer would be flowing like wine. I can't wait. Can't wait, man. That'll be tons of fun. All right. Well, Corey, like I said, this has been amazing. Really appreciate your time and insights and just candid personality. Uh, we can't wait to see you in that number seven car. And uh, can't wait for that party. And uh, hopefully, man, we get to see you at a track in, in, you know, this year at some point if, if people are allowed back at tracks <laughs> ever. Um, but we'll look out for you, man. Appreciate that, Garrett. Nice. Uh, the old gas and go is something to work with. Keep keep it going. Appreciate it, man. We, that, that's that's uh, very nice of you to say, and uh, we're going to try. We're grinding out here, so you keep grinding too. I will. All right. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, man. Man, I, I love that conversation with Corey. I, you know, I've said that several times already. You know, what did you guys think, Dave? Any thoughts? Yeah, just a great conversation. I mean, a real professional. 
uh, relatable guy. I, I think I'm jealous that he has enough hair to want to use the Floby thing. Uh, I think, you know, I wish I had that kind of locks and I'm excited for him to drop the number seven hats in his, in his online store. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to order one. You know, Dave loves his hats and Floby is making a pretty big comeback. Uh, George Clooney's getting on board now. Corey LaJoy, maybe me, who knows? That's a good reminder that we need to reach out to Floby for a sponsorship. I'm, I'm jotting that one down. Good, good reminder there, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I, I think the one thing I love, I mean, I loved a lot of the conversation, um, but I just loved how when I asked, you know, when is Corey LaJoy get his first win? He said this year. And, you know, I like that confidence. It sounds like his cars are going to be, well, not only much better from GoFast, but, you know, Spire much better from the 2020 Spire cars with the Ganassi Alliance. And he said it himself, he'll be running the same cars as the one in the 42. So, you know, let's go. Those cars can win. Why can't he? And I liked, I mean, he was so honest about race breakdown that he's out there racing other professionals. So you can really only hope to steal a few positions in your car, but with the best equipment, um, like you said, he's got that confidence he can win this year. And maybe my favorite part was that I don't think it's debatable whether or not we are invited to that victory party. That's a fact. That was our, I think, well, I, Quinn gave us a, a pretty affirmative. You, you can oh, be so now you're going to go back and say you weren't invited to Quinn. Is that what's yeah. going to happen here? I, I, I'm going to say we might get that actual party from Corey before Quinn though. So, uh, yeah, uh, I would, I was, we love Quinn. We love yeah. Quinn. We love Starcom racing, but yes. yeah, I, Corey's got a good chance at Daytona 500. He ran well last year. He's got another good chance this year. Yeah. The good thing about Daytona, it gives us time to get to the party. We've got, we've got their map. We're good. Yeah. I think we can get there, uh, for when, you know, right around when he gets back, uh, we'll, we'll be good. We'll be at the brewery, you know, <laughs> We'll, we'll bring some right proper brewing to, to drink while at the other brewery, but we'll be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to stay on brand. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's keep it moving here, boys. You know, again, we could probably talk about that interview for the rest of the time and maybe we'll do that amongst ourselves, but all right. Five good F1 seconds has been shelved for the time being, uh, hopefully forever, but we're going to go to Ryan anyway, because we're hopping into stage two where we get the latest in NASCAR news and for that, we go to our Gas and Go news correspondent, Ryan. Over to you. Thanks, Garrett. I'm Rhino, and this is your Stage 2 Gas and Go news. Our friend Adam Stern from SBJ reported that NASCAR is looking to broadcast more iRacing next year. Dylan, will you go out of your way to watch any of this, or was it just a quarantine thing? No, I actually will. And I'm, I'm serious about that. I would definitely watch more iRacing, especially if they can get more big names than like last time. But either way, yes. We're going to hold you to it. Adam Stern also reported that Anthony Alfredo might be joining Front Row Motorsports to fill the spot that Front Row Joe left. Connor, would to Tony Tortellini immediately become your new favorite driver or what? He's always been. Well, OK, he's number two. What would really set him apart was that he came over to my house. We cooked a little pasta, some fresh made tortellini, maybe made some lasagna or something. Then it would be all gravy. I smell a YouTube video. It was confirmed that Noah Gregson will be attempting to run the Daytona 500 with Beard Motorsports. Dave knows going to have to race his way through the duels to qualify for the 500. Do you think he has what it takes? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little concerned based on what he said on our podcast. He said that he's never driven a cup car. <laughs> That's true. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, the dude's a driver. The dude's scrappy, as he also lined out, uh, laid out for us. So yeah, I think he can figure it out. I think he can he can race on Sunday. I just hope he races to qualify and not race to win in the duels. But we'll see. It was reported that the Wood Brothers brought, uh, bought out the remaining interest of their charter from Go Fast Racing. Garrett, John Wood told us on the podcast that no one should care about charters. Is this still true? Uh, it's probably true, but... They're definitely caring, it seems like. Yeah, they're going to have more money in their pocket. They should definitely <laughs> care. All right. And since we're a little short on news, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, Guess That Brand. I'm going to give you up to three hints about a NASCAR sponsor that appeared in 2020. You stop me when you know it. If you guess wrong, you automatically lose. Dylan, you're up first. Oh, uh, okay. I hate going this, first. <laughs> this company primarily produces their product out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, next clue. You can buy this product in quantities of 6, 12, 18, 24, 30, 36. We're going to go ahead and go with Milwaukee's Best. <laughs> Miller Lite. What, what is Miller Lite? <laughs> I think it's Milwaukee's Best. Where Tell me Milwaukee's Best hasn't course. been a sponsor. <laughs> I need to see a 36-pack, Ryan. I'm calling shenanigans. I got one right back here, Dave. Don't worry about it. It's definitely not Milwaukee's best behind me. I can tell you. I still think it's Milwaukee's best. Till I'm proven otherwise here. (laughs) Well, we can go to our judges on that one. Connor, you ready? There are 19 current varieties of this product on the market. Give me number two. They currently sell 1.8 billion bottles of their flagship product per day. Uh, um, Give me number three. Coca-Cola. Oh, the judges said I started giving the third clue. You still got it. You still got it. All right, beautiful. But yeah, close. All right, Dave. This company is the world's largest toy distributor. Give me number two. In the United States, you're never more than 115 miles away from this place. Walmart. What what Walmart car is there? I don't know. It's running next to the old (laughs) Milwaukee's best car coming around (laughs) turn four. Uh, their main colors are red and yellow. It's uh, it's McDonald's. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. yeah well played. Toy thing. Yeah. Well played. That was good. A Walmart car would be pretty nice. All right, Garrett. This organiza- organization was founded on September 18th, 1947. Yep. We'll just skip to clue three. Two United States presidents were a part of this organization. Keep it going. They had won the best looking cars last year, but I'm unsure if it will return in 2021. Uh, Two presidents, good-looking car, old. Yeah, I don't know. Blanking. The, the U.S. Air Force, Bubba Wallace. Oh man, you, you picked like the ones, the one race sponsors. <laughs> and that is your stage two gas and go news. I'm sorry for the disappointing results, but I'm Rhino. Back to you, Garrett. <laughs> oh man, the old uh, guess that brand. <laughs> People love it. People love it. I love it. That's for sure. I don't want to go first in the brands anymore. I'm always first and I'm always wrong. (laughs) Don't even give me a clue. I I got the next. I got it. Yeah. Connor and Dave are definitely the best at guess that brand. Yep. Bill at least came up with an answer. I I just, I just blanked. (laughs) All right. Well, that's uh, all we got for stage two. Uh, Dave, I think we're riding the good high life again here this week. Not the Milwaukee's best high life, but tell the listeners uh, who we're excited to have back on board as a partner this week. Thanks, Garrett. And thank you, Gas and Go Nation. 
because your support of the Racing Warehouse after last episode, they're coming back to sponsor tonight's episode. We're very excited to have them back on board. Garrett, did you win any of the Racing Warehouse Facebook auctions recently? Uh, Dave, there are some sharks on those auctions. I'll tell you what, man. I, I got my eye on a couple of things. I try to wait to the last minute and then just like, bam, somebody comes in and always outbids me. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to dive in again this week, I think. There's only one thing to do, and that's keep trying. You got the right idea. And I'm hoping that our listeners will join you over, our, over on the TRW Facebook page to make it a little harder for you. You can also check out their brand new website, theracingwarehouse.com now featuring item from Ken Schrader's personal collection. My favorite spot, though, is the cool stuff section, where you can find old school Bush Pole Award decals, autographed checkered flags, and a Boris said name rail if you get there before someone else scoops it up. Not sure what to buy? Grab a mystery box and let Eric decide for you. I'm willing to bet you'll be glad you did. Everything on the TRW website ships absolutely free. Remember, Visit the Racing Warehouse next time you're near Charlotte, just 30 short minutes from Charlotte Motor Speedway in Lowell, North Carolina. Family-owned and operated, TRW is your premier destination for race shoe sheet metal and so much more. Be sure to also grab some of the Racing Warehouse branded merch while you're there. The G&G favorite is Maroon and Orange, but they have plenty of other options. It's very exciting to have TRW back for another episode. Remember, Eric hooked up Gas and Go while we were in town, and he'll do the same for you. Tell him the Gas and Go boys sent you, but honestly, you're going to get a deal without our help. The newly redesigned website one more time is theracingwarehouse.com, at TRW Gastonia on Twitter, and hurry to their Facebook page so you can battle with Garrett for a live merch auction. Garrett, back to you. All right, I, I got to jump right on that Facebook auction after this. Now that you're giving everyone the the key to great merch, but thanks, Dave, and, and special thanks, obviously, to the Racing Warehouse, one of our favorite stores and some of our favorite people. Check them out ASAP. Please do it and tell them the Gas and Go Boys sent you. Uh, all right, well, let's keep it rolling right on into stage three here. Dill, hit the play button. All right, stage three. Well, Garrett, before we get into stage three, I need some cleanup from stage two. There was a Walmart car in 2019. So Dave, our MVP, I apologize for saying there hasn't been a Walmart car recently. Back to you, Garrett. (laughs) That was a good stage three uh, fit in there because we're we're talking paint schemes and we're talking sponsors. So nice, Ryan. Uh, Stage three for all of our uh, past listeners. They know that's when we talk about paint schemes. For our new listeners, that's when we talk about paint schemes. We're going we're gonna to switch it up a little bit this week. Uh, we tweeted out recently that we don't like bank sponsorships as like a whole because, well, frankly, they just don't look good. <laughs> the designs are good and some of the colors are good, but I think it's mostly just the, the font of like the banks, like BB&T, like 1940s times Roman numeral times New Roman. It just, just doesn't do it on there. It does not look good. So we thought... Well, what categories of companies do we like? And what other categories of companies don't we like? So that's what we're going to talk about here. Categories of companies as a whole, who sort of as like 
you know, a whole category has the best paint schemes and who has the worst, although we already identified banks have the worst. And so we'll go around the horn. Everyone's going to give one out here. And let's start with Connor, Spider Connor. What category are you going with? Okay, my favorite category, and this will probably come as very little surprise to anyone, but it's snack makers. So you got your Oreos, you got your uh, Ritz crackers, your your Mondelez who makes Oreo and Ritz, your your fat boy ice cream sandwiches, the M&M Skittles car, the Slim Jims. Honey Nut Cheer, really anyone who sponsored Ryan Priest this year, like <laughs> it's it's perfect. So that's that's my top. And they're willing to be playful. Like they're willing to yeah, have some exactly. fun out there. That, that Sunny D car, it's, it's a yeah. snack to me. It's it incredible. You're throwing in cereal and Sunny D into the I've snack had, category? I've had plenty of Honey Nut Cheerios, Cheerios as a <laughs> snack before. So <laughs> I believe it's a balanced breakfast that you just <laughs> described right there, Garrett. <laughs> All right, snacks pretty good. I agree. The uh, Cheez It car. We had somebody on Twitter say he doesn't like Cheez Its, but A, Cheez Its are delicious, delicious, and and B, Cheez Its car look good. Love the Cheez It uh, car. All right, let's 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 throw it around the horn more. Ryan, who you got? Uh, so I think we need more collegiate cars. So we, we obviously have William Byron's Liberty car, but we also had an ECU car, FIU car, App State car, Coastal Carolina, UNC Charlotte, JMU, Texas A&M, and of course, Virginia Tech, the John Wood car that he still says is super popular. So I think NASCAR should subsidize the unsponsored uh, Xfinity and truck cars and throw a college logo on there, get people talking, get, get people watching the races. Who says no? Yeah, I like the college cars, especially like when they're at a track near the actual college. That's yeah, get cool. some local places going, maybe uh, hand out a thousand tickets at the local uh, university or college, get people going. Yeah, Why yeah, not? Yeah. If they're just unsponsored cars, this is a brilliant idea. Fellow Virginian Brandon Brown runs the uh, Coastal Carolina car in the Xfinity series. So yeah, it's a sharp looking car. Yeah, and, and Dill would like that to tie in there with the paint uh, bumper sticker awards. Yeah, uh, we can get a couple good ones in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Dale, speaking of you, w- which category you got for liking? All right, the ones that I like, um, and this actually off podcast was someone said they didn't like, which I disagreed with, but. Energy drinks. I like the energy drink cars and the, the the number one monster car. I still find very nice. It's just so clean, so sleek, but the Dale jr. Um, the, the, the Mountain Dew energy that he ran was a nice little green there. The Nas car that's run before very great. I love, love seeing Nas run around. So I'm a fan of the energy drink cars. That's a good one. I, I didn't have that one on my uh, sheet. I, I, I can get behind that. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with the energy drink. So, that, what's Dave's problem with them? Yeah, play <laughs> it so, out here, Dave. Still mentioned a couple attractive cars, right? I mean, obviously, uh-huh. Kurt Busch's car looks pretty good. I think it's just mostly that, as a big proponent of coffee, I find energy drinks disgusting, and as a big proponent of beer, I find making a driver drink something in victory lane that's not beer torturous. I cannot imagine drinking an amp energy drink ever, much less after winning the Daytona 500. These all sound like Dave problems and not the car problems is what I'm yeah. hearing. Well, so. Dave's opinion, so that's, uh, that's where we're going. I want to see not his personal feelings. All right, Dave, give us your best category then. Well, I alluded to it earlier, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad it made it all the way to me, but beer is absolutely the best sponsor category for a race car. Uh, my favorite race car of all time is that Dale Jr. Budweiser 8. Uh, but God, I mean, high life cars from way back when look incredible. 
Milwaukee's the Bush Light best. car that the, <laughs> the old Milwaukee's the, best. The Bush Light car that Kevin Harvick drives is always attractive. And while I would never drink Miller Light or Coors Light, they put some good-looking race cars out there. Beer is the best sponsor for a race car. Yeah, I agree with you there. Beer was my beer was my well, beer's my second because I've said on this show many, many times that oil is probably my first. Uh, that, Everyone knows that. <laughs> that <laughs> Texaco, uh, Mobile Sinclair. One, Sinclair. The only one that's not good is Castrol. I, I don't know if it's because it's Ryan Newman's car or what, but man, that thing is wicked looking. Uh, but yeah, oil, beer, my top two. All right, who, who, what company, what categories do people hate? I got one that I dislike. Uh, and it might be one that some people also might be surprised here. I actually don't like candy cars. I was looking through all the pictures before this to see if like, I thought I did like them because the Skittles one this year, the night, the Halloween Skittles one was cool. So I was going to put it in my cool category, but I looked through all these pictures and all the old Skittles ones are bad. I don't like the M&M's ones. There's some like chocolate bars out there that did not look good on the car. So I'm out on the candy cars. You are just, you're trying to start fights here, aren't you? <laughs> you're liking the energy drinks, you're hating <laughs> candy and snacks. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't like, uh, yeah, that's 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 interesting. I, I wouldn't put that in my worst category for sure. All right, anybody else? Who drove the old uh, number 36 Skittles car? The Pontiac, was that Schrader? Who, who drove that? That's a good looking car. Well, Ernie one. Irvin drove the uh, M&M's 36 car. Which okay. I think they probably did some Skittles on there too. Kevin Harvick drove a Reese's car one time that was not that attractive. <laughs> what? That car was sweet. Ernie Evan drove the 36 Skittles. I'm looking at it right now. And the like the side, the rainbow comes out of the hood, which like in concept feels cool, but the hood is just lacking a lot. And then the sides just look like a lifesavers commercial going on or something. I don't know. Wow, Dylan, I, you're I get... think Dylan and I could spend an entire episode talking about how candy cars are much better than energy drink cars. But instead, <laughs> I would give my least favorite sponsorship category, and that's big pharmaceutical. <laughs> I think if I need to ask my doctor to know what's on the hood of a race car, probably it's not going to be a great looking paint scheme. Uh, and you don't like the Simba Court number three? Yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's that I'm personally offended that a number three car rides around the track in bright green with Simba Court on the hood, but I'm taking it out on all the big pharma. Dave, are there other big pharma sponsors <laughs> out there? Because I, I can't think of any. I'm sure there are, but. Well, what about uh, Mark Marr and his, his uh, Viagra oh, car? Oh, yeah. That was Ooh, like I a classic. Yeah. That, was, that was before I knew what Viagra was. And, you know, <laughs> that was pretty exciting. Before you got the subscription? Yeah, more than that. <laughs> I stand by what I said. I, I, I don't like the, this kind of goes along with banks, but any kind of money related thing, there were the cash app car this year from bubble was ugly. There's the, um, the speedy cash car as well this week. So I guess just money bank loan related. They all look terrible. <laughs> all of them. Um, <laughs> I'll give out a couple categories here. I don't really have them in the best or worst. Just just things that I was tossing around. Home improvement stores, Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards. Yeah, yeah. those are those are good. They're they're okay. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah classic. Yeah. That's a good word I, I can't it. say I've ever really liked a Menards car. In, yeah, the the one with the hood, the, the hubcaps, the glowing hubcaps. Yeah. Those ones are sweet. That's good. I feel like if you can, no. 
never mind. <laughs> There's something with the highlighter yellow that just is a little off-putting with Yeah, and they're like font that looks like font is really weird. Yeah, yeah I don't like the font. Has anyone um, been to a Menards? Okay, all right. Th- these guys aren't around anymore, but liquor companies, the Jack Daniels car, the Jim Beam. Remember the old Jamie McMurray crown? Are you gonna say good or bad? I'm just throwing it out there. So what, what do you guys Good. Think? Way good. Yeah, the 07 uh, Jack Daniels, Clint Boyer car. Ooh, yeah, that was nice. That thing was sweet. Those Crown Royal cars, I think Kurt Busch and then Jamie McMurray ran were, those are pretty cool. Yeah, I like Crown. And the looking car, the car too. I mean, I think I, <laughs> I must just like cars that represent vices because I agree on liquor. I picked beer and honestly, tobacco cars don't exist anymore, but like the Skull Bandit car. I don't know if the Camel ever made a car, but like, yeah, the like, Kodiak car. Those, most, yeah. those companies had money and and they knew how to make a good looking race car. Yep. I got one for you, Garrett. How about glue manufacturers? <laughs> so, so you got Gorilla I have glue, glue manufacturers now. Gorilla Glue, which had one of the coolest paint schemes of all time. Permatex, which was which was pretty nice. Flex Seal, and then this one hasn't been driven yet, but there's a lot of uh, fan-created um, versions of this. The Elmer's Glue car. It, yeah. It's going to come soon, and it's going to be incredible. Has yeah. there been a duct tape car as well? I'd throw that in that category. A duct tape? It's just a, a Joey Gates car every week. <laughs> <laughs> He's a friend. He's a friend, so we can say that. He's a friend. <laughs> He's a partner. Uh, yeah, Joey's going to be hitting the email uh, inbox here after this one. Yeah. We'll um, all right. Well, I think that was pretty good. Let's see. We put it out there on Twitter. I'll, I'll take the blame for not really probably describing what we were looking for uh, the best way, but we got we got one answer who who knew what we were, <laughs> we were asking for, and that was Blake Wharton at Mister Wharton. Blake also said beer. Uh, are the best and he shouted out the course light car the old 41 uh sterling marlin and i think jamie murray won a race in that car uh so yeah that we agree with you blake beer beer is good um i also got to give john at van hendrix 24 shout out because he gave us a good Corey lajoy paint scheme uh just for the hell of it because Corey was on the show <laughs> so, uh that was the was, format yeah, that one was the One Nation coffee scheme, which I agree. It's a nice black and silver, uh, good font, you know, good contrast. So, if you win a race with a coffee sponsored, are you sipping some warm coffee or hot <laughs> coffee in the winner's circle there instead of chugging a beer? You think Tim Richmond had a cappuccino? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Any, any others to, to go to talk about before we go on? Someone DM me fast food, which, uh, you know, of course, McDonald's, Burger King, a Chick-fil-A car. We talked about that before, though. Someone DM'd you. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll believe that. My friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, well, folks, I think that's all we've got for the start of 2021. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you missed us enough to come back. And welcome to all the new listeners who stopped in for Corey LaJoy. You know, stay with us if you like what you hear, because we're going to keep banging out some great episodes and and we've got some exciting things on the horizon, possibly some new partnerships in the works, definitely some more guests and maybe even some more giveaways. If you want a gas and go decal, get in touch with us. DMs are open. Gas and go podcast at gmail.com. 
We've got the original logo in the newly released white hot logo. Three for, or sorry, one for three dollars, two for five dollars. Grab them while you can. And I'm excited to announce this news. We're going to dedicate next week's episode to the Chili Bowl Nationals. This is, of course, the premier, you know, if the best, if not the premier midget car racing event in the world. Lots of NASCAR guys are throwing their name in the ring. And we're going to have Matt Weaver on from Auto Week to help break it all down for us and preview next week's racing. And wait, wait, what's this? I just got an email here from Dill saying we've got another guest. Let's break some news here. I'm Adam Stern, and this is Gas and Go Breaking News. Folks, it's only fitting to have an actual driver from the Chili Bowl on to help us preview it as well. And for that, we're bringing in Mr. Casey Kane. Woo, boy, am I I'm just pumped for that one. I, you know, I can't wait to talk to Casey Kane and get you that interview. I mean, Casey Kane, he's like, that's yeah, huge. that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's huge. And he's running the chili bowl. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. That's a really good get. And my one question, Gary, are you going to call him Casey Candy Kane to his face? Uh, I'm going to have to <laughs> tell him that he, you know, was our poster child for the Christmas names. <laughs> he started it all. I'm sure he's never got it before. Surely <laughs> yeah. the first time he's ever heard it. First time. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right. Well, again, Casey Kane is coming on next week's show. Spread the news. We can't wait for that one. Uh, just I'm giddy, giddy over that one. Uh, but for now, let's close shop on this episode. Again, this one was brought to you by the Racing Warehouse in Lowell, North Carolina. And as always, keep grinding along with us. Stay engaged. Hit us up if you want, and we'll see you next week. Popped his first top at 10 a.m. That's Bob. He's our president. We're chicken at the girls on the upper deck. Rubbing in the 15 SPF. It's hot. Everybody's jumping in. Later on when the sun goes down. We'll pull out the jar and that old guitar. And pass them around. Making waves in a no-wing zone. Fast trackers, bail liners, and a party bark. Strung together like a floating trailer park. Anchored out and getting loud all summer long. 
Yacht Club.